Welcome to everyone practicing Dhamma. The past week, on the 28th November 2021, was the 37th anniversary of Wat Mapjan. On the 28th November 1984, was the first day and night that the group and myself came and stayed to practice under a glot, an umbrella and mosquito net, in this place of Wat Mapjan. It was a very beautiful forest located in the boundary of Amper Meung. The monastery was established in a lush and abundant forest. In the beginning, there were faithful laity who came and helped by offering five kutis, monks' dwellings, and offered a portion of land, which was located in the forest reserve. It was land that was reserved for farming and agriculture, and some areas were for rubber trees. So this was from the virtue and metta of the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. And in the beginning, it was not easy, because the farmers' houses were located far from each other, and the farmers had a lot of duties. They would farm all day, all through the year, so they didn't really have time to come to the monastery to learn and practice Dhamma, but they did have the faith to give alms at their houses. The roads then were dirt roads, but were more like mud roads. They were dirt roads, but when it rained a lot and the cars drove back and forth on the roads, they became muddy. Then when the cars would drive on the road, they would slide here and there. From the entrance road to the monastery, which was five kilometres from the main road, Sukhumvit, it took half an hour to drive to enter the monastery. If it was the rainy season, there would be streams of water through the roads. And when there was a lot of water flowing through, one had to wait first and let the water pass. And when the water subsided, then one could drive past the stream. And we were determined to endure. Even in going for arms round, there were many arms routes. The furthest route was walking there five kilometres, so walking there and back was over ten kilometres. The arms round left at about 5.40am, so one would have to take a flashlight. If one was lucky, there may be someone who would send one back to the monastery. So the monks would have to take it as exercise and as walking meditation over a long distance. And the monks would take turns on the different arms routes. And in some of the houses, they had fierce dogs. Like some of the houses had a German shepherd. When we were going to tell the news that tomorrow the monks would walk there on arms, and in there we met a dog, and the dog focused in, and it looked as if it would pounce and leap. The other monk and myself who went tried to just walk in, to tell them that the monks would be coming for arms tomorrow. The German shepherd was in the stance like it would leap and attack, but it backed away and away until it became submissive and lowered its head. This was likely because of the virtue of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, which made us safe and protected. When we got to the house, the owner was surprised. Venerable Ajahn, how did you get in? This is a dog that likes to jump and attack the neck of people. It's a big dog, so it doesn't attack and bite low. I replied, I didn't know there was going to be a fierce dog like this. But when I walked in already... I thought that the dog probably wouldn't do anything. I had this hope and belief. Here, when this owner of the chicken farm had faith, 
he invited the monks every day for alms. This is the virtue of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, so we could be safe and protected. And every year that has passed, whatever various dangers there were, the monks were likewise safe. And there was one time I want to tell you about. On one day, it was raining very heavily, and there were loud thunderstorms. This monk was afraid that a branch of a tree was going to break and fall. At the time, he was resting, so he sat up in meditation, and then a big branch fell just past his body and fell to the kuti floor, and it shook with a very loud sound. It missed him where he was sitting just by a bit. If the monk was still lying down, it would have fallen right through the middle of his body, so he was able to survive death. The kuti was quite badly damaged. Here we can see all the tree dewas and sky dewas could help, so the monk was safe. Or when building the monastery, there were many types of obstructions, which were likely able to be overcome by the parami, the spiritual perfections of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha, and the protective dewas, which helped to dispel and ward off all dangers. So in the beginning of Dhamma practice, you must patiently endure, endure in all aspects, endure in going for arms round, endure waking early and doing morning chanting, in bhavana meditation, and on the one pra-observance days, where the monks would uphold the nesachika, sitting practice of not sleeping, was taken as a foundation. Eating from the bowl and just one meal was taken as a foundation. And all the time living here, it was not easy at all. We had to endure many things, many aspects that were difficult to bear. And the hardest thing was malaria. I myself caught it six times. Many of the monks and novices caught malaria. But there were some monks and people who were staying and didn't catch malaria. But pretty much everyone, 99% caught it. There were 20 to 25 monks staying and pretty much everyone caught it, except for the ones who never got it. It was pretty much everyone catching it. So the monks and novices had to struggle with it. At that time, it was very difficult for the people to come. No one really came here, because if they came, it wouldn't be worth it. If they stayed one, two or three nights, they would go back with malaria and almost die. It was like this. So to try to live in a secluded place, it's not easy to find a peaceful place. It was difficult. But these days, there is no malaria, so it's easier. Before, in terms of this, it was very difficult. And there was one day, on the 16th of February, 1986, at midnight, which was the 8th day of the 3rd lunar month, where a unique occurrence happened. The monks and novices were practicing walking and sitting meditation because it was the one pra observance day. All the monks were not sleeping that night, and at midnight there arose an amazing occurrence. Up in the sky there was a big green circle orb which was very bright, and in the monastery a brightness arose. When the monks were walking meditation, there was brightness and brilliance and there was a loud booming sound reverberating. This was a good nimitta, vision and sign, that this place would have growth and prosperity for Dhamma practice. 
and there were some lay people who were in the nearby Bunpei village who could see a big large orb above at the time, and they were wondering what significant occasion was occurring. But in the monastery, we didn't see that big orb, but just the brightness and the loud booming sound reverberating. And this was a good vision and sign for this place, that this was a place of practice, and in putting effort into Dhamma practice, it would lead to deep understanding into the Dhamma. So up until the present day, which is the 37th year now, there have been many monks who have come to ordain, and also many monks who have built monasteries in Thailand and outside of Thailand. And all the monks have been determined to practice to this day. So I give thanks to those who have helped and supported, those who are human, deities, dewas, protective beings, nagas, and all who have helped constantly. May you all have good fortune and blessings. May you all be at ease.